You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Manifesting our want and needs. In this podcast, Eckhart talks about fulfilling our desires and what we can do to make that happen. However, he cautions against becoming dependent on external circumstances for our happiness. He says attachment to the outcome can actually become a barrier. Eckhart believes we must visualize that what we want is already ours and that ultimately the external world is inseparable from our state of consciousness. Hi. Hi. Thank you. Um, my question was, as you practice presence and conscious living, the definition between wants and needs changed. <laughs> and sometimes it can get confusing. And so I was wondering if you could elaborate for us a, a simple way to define between egoic wants and needs versus a divine need that's calling forth to be manifest through us. Uh, in to you, what is the? How do you see the difference between wanting and needing something, or do you see that they're very similar, or are they fundamentally different? How do you see that? Uh, fundamentally, um, from my religion, they were very different. You know, needs were food, water, shelter, everything else was. Um, but I live in Las Vegas, and I have five kids, and a pool really feels like a need <laughs> and not a want. <laughs> but they did change where I realized it, there's a lot more up to me than I thought about um, what my needs are to, I'm fine if nothing changes. I'm, I'm happy and content and fulfilled. And yet, you know, that, that would be nice kind of a thing versus I need this to be happy. I need this to... That's a good starting point. Uh, so maybe um, without, I don't want to intrude into your personal sphere, but um, maybe you could share what it is at the present time that you would want or need or like to manifest at the present time. Did you mention pool? Yes. Do you have one? No. Ah, okay. Well, that's good. That's a <laughs> that's a good um, goal to have to practice manifestation, and it's something reasonable. Even if you live in this uh, extreme heat, <laughs> and uh, have you already done some practice in uh, 
manifesting it or are you doubting whether you you it would be a good idea or whether you become drawn into ego if you start wanting to manifest that um yeah i've done a lot of work with it and i i feel really good about it i feel like it it is you know like you said that feeling of that energy almost like turbulence like it does need to come forth and i find myself balanced between this new beautiful way of living in presence that oh it's just totally possible and i don't have to, i'm surrendered to how it's going to show up and how it's going to happen i don't have to stress i've done that i'm not going to do it again and then i think i slip back into those old and maybe that's my ego like but you have to have a plan and you have to work hard and um, there's this certain way to do it and then i get I don't know how to explain what happens then. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I would suggest that you practice with that visualization. It's, uh, as far as I can tell, it's not, an, it's not something that you do to enhance your egoic sense of self. I can see the, the, the reason why it would be good for you and your family to have that. And... Uh, do you know how to the best way to manifest to you know this the the very essence of manifestation is is to jesus said of course believe that you have it and it will be given to you so that's the key for all successful manifestation is to believe that you already have it <laughs> and of course people ask i've spoken about that a few times but it, it's always uh, helpful to mention it again i mean jesus even said you can say to a mountain move from here to there and it will happen in other words he's saying that uh, what we regard as the external world ultimately is inseparable from your consciousness and your state of consciousness and this promise that you can at the moment in the human development what he said there right now it is to be understood metaphorically to, to say you can t tell a mountain because nobody on this planet as yet even jesus didn't do it he didn't say to a mountain move from here to there but it is a it is at the moment to be something metaphorical it means you have enormous there's enormous power in you to affect change in the external world the external reality in the long term you, you could even take that literally as where humans are moving in the so-called future as humans because it's humans are engaged in an evolutionary process we are not finished I don't know if we're even halfway there, but that doesn't. We, we can't know where we are because we're in the middle of it. We can't. We don't have a bird's eye view of where we are in the evolutionary process. Retrospectively, it's always easy to see things. So that's where we were in the middle. You just are we halfway there? Are we a quarter there? Ten percent? Ninety percent? No, I don't think so. We're not. <laughs> the evolutionary goal for humans is ultimately to realize the oneness of everything that arises in in consciousness 
is really an aspect of consciousness and the time would come when humans once left ego behind a long time ago and then where humans can simply manifest by holding a thought and there it is. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. In the meantime, we practice the way that we do. There's a time gap and not everything appears, but often they do if you do it rightly and if it's not egoically contaminated. The image, the, the foundation is the feeling of well-being. That derived. The well-being is not the physical well-being, it's the deeper well-being that arrives from the, the depths of who you are. I'm just realized that this it's the English word the well is a deep thing. So you go down at the bottom of the well there's the water, the living water. So the well being oh. <laughs> the well being you have to find that well being in the present moment, in the in the depths of who you are, by becoming still, becoming aware of yourself as awareness, becoming aware of yourself as consciousness. There's no longer you and consciousness. Your sense of identity merges. It becomes, it is the consciousness. That's the, the wellspring, the, the well-being that is. Then you have an image, the pool in your mind. And you bring the image, you merge it with a sense of well-being. So it's already as if you were enjoying the pool because the well-being contains every, every experience that you could have. It's already there. So the well, and this means when the pool comes, you will not, you will enjoy it, but fundamentally it will not make any difference to your sense of well-being. It's on the surface, yes, it's, it's, it's nice to jump into the cooling water when it's so hot outside. So on the surface, it's, it's very nice. You can enjoy that. But deeper down, there's no change in that because you already... So that means you already have the pool <laughs> when you bring it you merge it with that sense and that empowers it you can then either keep the image in your mind you can you know the famous things that people you can read about it in many books about how to manifest you can have a vision board that people do sometimes it's that it can be quite nice and it has worked for many people and does work for many people and again when you have a vision board where you put an image of something that you look at often again not making the mistake of believing that this is something that you need for your happiness. 
uh, it almost seems contradictory that excessive attachment to the outcome prevents you from, from manifesting powerfully. <laughs> Because that would take it into the future, and they would you would create a sense of lack. So you already this feeling that, as Jesus said, when you pray for something, believe that you have it; it has been granted. You have it, and it will be it will be given to you. That's the important part: is the you have it already. It, it doesn't say believe that you will get it. Mm -hmm. um, you can also use, I don't know if you do, affirmations, verbal affirmations, that your gratitude, well, the one that starts with gratitude is very good because gratitude is a very powerful manifesting tool. The gratitude for something, not only gratitude for something, it's generally a wonderful thing to practice gratitude for whatever is in your life now. I have, every day I have enormous gratitude for the trees that I see from my living room and just to contemplate, I don't have a thought in my mind, I'm so great anymore, I'm grateful for these trees. The gratitude is there. Well, sometimes a thought comes in, and I've been here for many years, thought comes in that says, probably every day, several times, I look and I say, so beautiful, so beautiful. And then I look at the sky, and then I go, so beautiful. That's my gratitude. <laughs> um, but other people may say, oh, I'm more explicitly what they're grateful for in their life, in, in the here and now, not some abstract thing that you call your life. What can you be grateful for in the here and now? This simple, a simple object, just whatever it is, plant. But you can also be grateful for something that has not yet appeared in the external, like your pool. The same feeling that you have for something that is here now visible to your senses can have the same feeling for something that is not yet there. So then if you use verbal affirmations, I'm, I'm so grateful for this lovely swimming pool that myself and my family are able to enjoy every day. It's very simple. But you have to repeat it for several minutes. But it's not just the power, it's not ultimately the words. The power is the gratitude already derives from the connectedness with the well-being within you. That's the source of gratitude. So you bring it together. Again, in practical terms, don't overdo it. Don't do too much of it. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your life in between, do an affirmation twice a day for maybe 10 minutes each time. For example, whatever feels comfortable, or maybe in between occasionally when you're waiting for something, still feeling. Not, not in an obsessive way. Again, that's not, that's not powerful. Never bringing in willpower. I will get this pool. I must have this pool. <laughs> If you do, maybe you would get it, but it's not a pleasant journey, and even then it probably wouldn't make you happy. <laughs> so this is a simple thing to practice with, and then other things may come in your life that you may want to manifest. And that's all, that's the surface of life. You need to honor the surface of life. It's, it has its place. You need to honor the, your personal 
needs? Do you have certain needs or preferences on a personal level? But uh, they don't dominate your life. So it's again living in the, the, the two dimensions, mm -hmm. being and doing, the human and the being. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go on to another question. Hi, Eckhart. Thank you for taking my question. So um, my question is about that balance between being and doing that you keep reminding us about. <laughs> and um, you see, I, I understand that it is okay to have worldly, to desire worldly things as long as we remain rooted in, in being. Now, for those of us who aren't fully awakened yet, by default, we're not rooted in being, we're in and out of being. So could we actually achieve that balance? And, and if we can't, aren't we then, by trying to manifest some worldly thing, aren't we then jeopardizing our main purpose, which is to awaken? Okay. Thank you. Good question. Very good. Yeah. You're more likely to awaken if you uh, participate in this world by doing rather than withdrawing as much as is possible and fo focusing exclusively on being. The uh, one could imagine uh, perfect circumstances to connect with being if you, in some, some people may have enough money to not to have to work. They can live in the most environment that is most conducive to meditative practice. They can have the, the healthiest food imaginable. All things that are most conducive to spiritual practice and deeply connect with being. That's, that perhaps would be, for many people, an ideal situation, but not attainable for most people but perhaps attainable for some people, people around these days, young people who've made a lot of money on, through whatever they do on the Silicon Valley internet apps or whatever they develop, and suddenly they have a billion dollars in the bank. <laughs> so one, you could imagine perhaps if that, I would not recommend that you uh, try to manifest such a situation uh, because it would not be the most conducive for spiritual realization because it would be like a like a plant that grows in a greenhouse under ideal circumstances, ideal conditions, moisture, warmth, water, air, gets everything, it grows very quickly. But uh, the slightest thing going wrong, a draft, some, somebody opens a door at the greenhouse for too long, a draft comes in, and the plant quickly withers and dies. It's, it hasn't, there has been no, this is only an analogy. I've had many stories like that of people who were in that, including Buddhist monks I've spoken to, they lived in ideal environment in Buddhist monasteries. They, and the moment they got out and had to interact with the world again, they told, especially, I don't need to retell the stories now, but basically one monk told me 
he had he had attained blissful states of of being in the monastery over a period of then he had to go out into the world and interact with the world again in the city people had to talk to various reasons he had to do it talk to people and he could feel himself very quickly losing what he thought was the state of enlightenment so, and suddenly he was in a state of angry resistance <laughs> and he even found himself shouting at somebody <laughs> the uh, the deepening happens through the challenges of life with if you could remove the challenges of life not it's virtually impossible to remove the challenges of life but if you could remove for a period of time the challenges of life by living in a totally protected environment that would be the become your greatest the lack of challenges would become your greatest obstacle to spiritual awakening <laughs> so the very the very thing that you thought was the greatest thing that could happen to you would become the greatest hindrance the lack of challenge would after a while turn into your biggest challenge <laughs> it would be huge so humans develop grow through being faced with challenges now some challenges come to you are seemingly out suddenly out of nowhere they suddenly appear in your life as you know some challenges are of a collective nature as happened recently for millions of people all over the planet out of nowhere suddenly millions of people got faced with the challenge of this virus suddenly came out of nowhere and affected everybody's life there suddenly was that's the collective these collective challenges can happen affecting millions at the same time in addition to the collective challenges similar things can happen on your personal level suddenly there's a health challenge suddenly there's a financial challenge suddenly there's a challenge of somebody close to you in distress or suffering somebody dying close to you many loss of home uh, breakdown of a relationship or marriage all kinds of suddenly these things appear they have to be dealt with suddenly they come you like to watch new stuff right well go to hulu and see what's new because hulu has new stuff all the time like vanderpump villa the new docudrama starring lisa vanderpump where first class luxury meets world-class drama a new season of the kardashians starring the kardashians of course and grand cayman secrets in paradise the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical caribbean it's all new and it's streaming now on hulu a lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing inspections negotiating analyzing the market and talking through any anxieties that may pop up that can make all the difference that's what the expertise of a realtor can do for you realtors are members of the national association of realtors and bound by a code of ethics because that's who we are then there are also voluntary challenges that you can create for yourself which is a quite a good thing too the something that you want to achieve because then you create it it is a challenge let's say there's a gap between i'd like to i'd like to um, become a i don't know whatever it may be a musician if you're already practicing music 
I want to write a book. I want to create a, open up a hairdressing salon. Uh, I want to open a restaurant because most restaurants are going bust now. Maybe good idea to open a new one. Okay. Uh, that's a challenge for so many people who have to work in these fields now. Continue, huge, huge challenges. It's to be recommended to have some goals in your life, maybe not at all periods in your life because a person's life has different, different stages. And there may be a stage in your life when, when you don't feel called upon to create a, a challenge for yourself in order to manifest this or that. There may be a period of life when you're fine with what is. But if you are, stay there for very long, so the world will, if you don't challenge yourself, the world will challenge you. If you challenge yourself, the world will also challenge you. That's true. But if you don't challenge yourself at all, then the world will create something for you, a big one. <laughs> so people who want to escape from, they don't want to interact, they don't want to participate in life. So they try to just keep away. No, I don't want a relationship. It's just too complicated. It's just too messy. Don't want to get it. I'm more interested in spiritual awakening. So leave relationships alone. And then I no, I don't not particularly creating. Don't want to create anything or learn something new. It's just it's stressful and it's hard work. I'm more interested in spiritual awakening. And I'm, I just sit here and just do the minimum to keep myself alive. And and so there are people like that. And after a while, the universe gives you a huge challenge that you never chose. But there it is. Now face that because you haven't faced anything else. You haven't voluntarily created anything in your life. You, have, you, you refuse to participate in life. Now here I'll give you something because you, the humans need the challenge. And that's, that could be the beginning of your awakening. It will be painful at first, of course. We grow through the challenges of life. Uh, so instead of imagining some situation that would be ideal, work with what you have. That's a, that is the training ground for your spiritual awakening, is working with what you have. And within that, practice, if you wish to do so, practice manifestation for this or that. But this, the challenge is here, not just the manifestation, to stay connected with the present without losing yourself in the in what you want to manifest. Not losing yourself in the doing. Do. You can't escape. You have to do while you're here in this form. You have to somehow participate in the doing of things. <laughs> but don't don't lose yourself in the doing. That's equivalent to lose, also to losing yourself in your mind, the thinking. They go, go together. If you lose yourself in your mind, you also lose yourself because mind is the, is the most fundamental doing, is the thinking that you do, that you, people do all the time. They do the thinking. So if you're completely identified with the thinking, you lose yourself in your mind. And you, then you do things, you're, you're lost in the dimension of doing that's vitally important to always bring back awareness to the present moment 
always, that's the entry point into the being dimension. So always, as much as possible, return attention to the present moment. Uh, so that you can you discover the, the well-being that is there within you that is inseparable from the vertical dimension that's the present moment. And then, yes, if you are engaged in, in doing, you will make sure that the what you want to manifest that it that's not a that's not something that ultimately you do it's something that happens for you so when you let's say you have a, a goal and you 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 visualize it uh, if you feel that you have to create it that's not it there's a power greater than you that creates it for you if you have to write a book you have to give a speech. Let's say I, well, not these days, but often I give talks to people. Let's say the average number is 3,000 people. I give a talk to 3,000 people. If I thought I have to do that, now I have to do this talk, that would be very stressful. And that stress would prevent me from giving a good talk because it would not be connected. The talk happens, is the talk comes from the depths of the being, uses my mind, and then the words come. So there's no, there's no sense of doer. That is perhaps the secret. And then also the Indian teachings, such as Advaita, the teachings of non-duality, they often very profound teachings, non-duality. It means that you are not the doer. If you think you are the doer, then that's a state of illusion. And then you're, of course, still trapped in ego. The doing happens. It happens through you. So you allow it to happen. Your mind just, it focuses, but the it's a bit like a, you can have a steering wheel or something your mind wants to achieve, it says wants to achieve this or that, but the power comes from somewhere else. It's not you, you don't have to do it. Um, also very important to lose the sense of doer once you have achieved something, some kind of great success or small success, one could fall back into the sense of, I did this. I did it. Yeah, I did it. That would be falling back into illusion. All the great, let's say the people who have achieved very great things, they have the greatest composers or artists or brilliant insights that certain scientists had that were not arrived at ultimately through thinking was a preparation for the insight. Uh, like the theory of relativity suddenly came to Einstein, suddenly the realization comes, the deepest things come as gifts from, from that realm of uh, unconditioned intelligence. That's where the power lies. If then you have achieved something and you have the sense, I did it, your ego claims possession, it takes credit. If your ego takes credit for something, then you're beginning, the power becomes obscured again. For example, 
when I had in my 20s, when I thought I was very concerned about how is my life going to, to, how is my life going to be? What am I going to achieve? Am I going to achieve nothing? I wanted to be, the ego was very strong, wanted to, she was fearful all the time, anxious all the time. If somebody had told me, you're going to be a great spiritual teacher, the ego would have said, oh, that's great, it's wonderful. Um, <coughs> well, let's say a psychic had told me that, and the psychic, if it had been a good psychic, he or she would also have added, but you have to die to yourself first. So it, when you become a real teacher, it won't feel as if you had achieved something. <laughs> then I would, my ego probably would have said, oh, let me think about it. I don't know if I want that. <laughs> and as to this day, I don't have the feeling that I have achieved these books. It's just, it's, it's nothing. It's not, I didn't do it. It's, yes, there is a sense of, satisfaction when people come and say often happens people say your books changed my life or something like that and it's, it's lovely it's satisfying but i know there's no who am i i mean there's just there's just a consciousness that's there's no there's no separate entity that has achieved something this this separate entity got out of the way and then the consciousness could use that mind that's all I haven't achieved anything. So spiritual awakening is not an achievement. It's a realization. That's very important. So your practice then is the doing and the being, be engaged in doing and manifesting and then losing yourself. It'll happen several times. You will lose yourself in the doing and then you realize you lost yourself. For example, when some negative state arises Stress arises, very clear indicator that you've lost yourself in the doing, stress arising, um, impatience, um, anger, you know, complaining. You, you lost yourself in the doing. That's, and then it's, ah, and then return. And then it deepens, it deepens. And then you, then it, you truly, through the challenges, partly challenges that you create for yourself in a good way, because you want to create this or that, and the, the other challenges that seemingly come out of nowhere, personal or collective, you work with that. Those are necessary for the evolutionary process. Even the viruses are necessary. It's strange to say that. The viruses are necessary for the evolution of human consciousness. Very strange, but true. <laughs> We are, we are one, the one being, the one consciousness. Then names and forms become almost irrelevant. Also other things become almost irrelevant, such as gender, age, personal history, color of your skin. Those things recede to the periphery, the background. You realize that which is beyond those external appearances. Practice a moment of thoughtless awareness, looking at each person and then the totality and realize there's only the one consciousness 
in disguise, disguising itself as a man or woman or black or white or whatever color or whatever age or personal life situation, whatever it may be, is the one consciousness. So a moment of stillness when we become aware of ourselves or let's put it in the first person. I become aware of myself as consciousness, not the person. The person is a temporary appearance. In essence, I am consciousness. And that in itself, for a limited period of time, occasionally, you could use that as a pointer, I am consciousness, to occasionally say to yourself. But after that, there's a stillness. The truth is not in the words. The truth is the words are the pointer. I am consciousness. And that consciousness is the consciousness of the universe, of course. It's not a separate consciousness. That's amazing. It frees you from this limited, absurdly limited sense of identity of who you are. And yet you honor that also. It has its place. Short-lived as it is, it has its place. Whatever it is, you honor it. Race, gender, whatever you, it's fine, it has its place. Essentially, it's not who you are. Thank you to all of you. We will meet again. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Eckhart Tolle, Essential Teachings, the podcast. You can follow these essential teachings on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't yet, go to Spotify and follow this podcast. Join us next week for more enlightened teachings from Eckhart Tolle. Thank you for listening. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.